the Stockton-San Joaquin County Public Library. Welcome, bienvenidos mi gente to Cindy Selections, and this is the SSJCPL podcast, the network's number one podcast en español. I'm your host Cindy, y este capítulo will be about summer reading, and we're going to spill some tea, talk about some chisme, and my special guest today is Gisela from the Western Ranch Library, and also Michael Vineyard from the Western Ranch Library. Welcome, guys. Hola, hola. Yeah, hola. Buenos dias. <laughs> buenos dias. Buenos dias. Okay, before we dive into our topic for today, Gisela, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up working at the library? Uh, yeah. Hey, Cindy. Thanks for having me. Um, so I've been working full-time since December. Um, I am the situation assistant at Western Ranch. Before that, I was working part-time uh, for a couple of years at other branches in Stockton and around the area. Usually I work downtown, through Chavez, Trokey, um, and Thornton was usually my spots. So I've been in the system for a while. She right was, on. Yeah, she was one of our favorites, but we could never get her almost. <laughs> nice. <laughs> everybody else had I'm her. I'm limited. <laughs> we are so glad you're part of our full-time team. Okay, so before we let's move on to summer reading. That is going to start on June 1st, and it takes place till July 31st. And for kids that are 0 to 12, they will be given a reading log where they are to read 10 books and they bring their reading logs in and they get a free book. If they continue to turn in logs at various different branches, they may offer different opportunities. I personally work at the Cesar Chavez Library. So after a child turns in their second, third, fourth reading log, we have an amazing treasure box that they can pick from. Okay, so I'm going to tell you that in Espanol, gente... So, tenemos la programa de leer en el verano y los niños 0 a 12 pueden leer 10 libros y cuando traen el papel para, para entregar van a recibir un libro gratis y si siguen leyendo durante el verano, cada vez que traen uno de esos papeles pueden conseguir un, un premio de, un, de una caja especial que tenemos para los niños. Cindy, uh, necesito libros grandes. Oh. Para adultos. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do they have to be big books? Do they have to be certain kinds of books? No. Mm -hmm. The kids can cool. read whatever they want. Los niños pueden leer todo lo que quieran. No necesitan hacer libros de, de la biblioteca. Mm -hmm. Pueden hacer libros que tienen la casa, revistas, lo que sea. Novelas gráficas? Wait, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Graphic novels. Kids can read whatever they want. Como se dice, audiobooks? Audiobooks. Libros en audio? That's a good one. I'm not really sure. <laughs> libros, libros de para escuchar? What do you think, Gisela? I think so, probablemente. They're probably like an actual word for it, but... Yeah. This is one of those things I need to learn. <laughs> well, that might be a good segue into chisme. There you go. <laughs> uh, before we get to chisme, okay. let me say also, part of summer reading also includes adults and teens. The nice thing about adults and teens is they only have to read three books, and oh, then really? they get d various prizes again at the various branches. Um, also, there are various prizes throughout the city and county where they're going to be giving other raffle prizes, which you can see what those are on our website. You just have to look for summer reading. Mm. 
si los adultos y los jóvenes quieren leer también, nomás necesitan leer tres libros, puede ser cualquier cosa y también pueden recibir premios. Todos los libros, los premios van a ser diferentes en cada biblioteca. Si quieren ver los premios grandes que van a dar la ciudad y el condado, pueden ir a nuestra página que es ssjcpl.com. Org. Org. Perdóname. ssjcpl.org. Ok. Bien. So, necesito solamente tres libros, leer tres libros. Sí, correcto. Correcto. Okay. Muy bien. <laughs> We love Michael. He's trying to learn Spanish and he does a great Trang. job. Trang. Thank you. And yeah. it's always kind of funny too sometimes. <laughs> he tries yeah. his best. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love it. I I was trying to tell people to come on Thursday and oh, I kept saying funny. huevos <laughs> instead of hueves. Like, come on eggs day? People eggs love day. Them, so. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's the great thing. At least you try, and I know that our culture will appreciate any attempt to try and communicate because we feel that we need it. We need it. We need more Spanish speakers, yeah. and we appreciate those who put that out there. Absolutely. Yeah, a couple came in the other day, and they're trying to learn, and he, the, the husband said, it's so hard because you're so shy, and you yes. get embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, leading up to that, let's get into our um, chismet portion, spilling the tea of this podcast, talking about personal stories. Um, when it comes to Spanish speaking, as a child, Spanish was my first language. But then I started kindergarten and there was a transition somewhere what I, I don't remember too well. And I just remember starting kindergarten and speaking perfect English. Have you met Libby? Libby allows you to borrow ebooks, audiobooks, and magazines instantly. Browse films through Canopy on Libby as well in the extras section. Download the Libby app for access on your smart devices. To get started, visit ssjcpl.org. But I still struggle. I like to say my I use probably street Spanish, Spanglish, what have you. Gisela, what about you? Kind of the same. Both are kind of different. Um, I know that when I entered kindergarten to fourth grade, uh, I was put into a dual classroom which meant that the teacher spoke both in Spanish and English. So I had both languages going on when I was small. I think afterwards, um, it was just all English and stuff. And then I stopped talking in Spanish for a while. Because, you know, middle school and teenagers and, you know, they kind of want to rebel. and You, you know, want to fit in. Exactly. Um, it's not cool to, you know, or put, yeah, it's not cool to talk in Spanish. But after high school, um, I started speaking Spanish again because both my parents speak Spanish. And that's where I usually practice all my Spanish is with them or with my grandparents as well. Um, I find Spanish really pretty <laughs> as well. So it's something that I'm like, I'm going to keep speaking it. I'm going to keep learning because I think it's a very pretty and useful language to know. I agree with you. Let me ask you this because this is my situation at home. 
my children, even though my husband is from Mexico, my children do not speak Spanish. Oh, no. They don't. <laughs> and it drives me absolutely nuts. However, he will speak to them in Spanish and they will answer in English. Okay. Was that your situation at home growing up? I just try really hard to speak Spanish with my parents because that was the only way to, you know, practice my Spanish. Because mm-hmm. at school, I didn't really use it a lot until in high school when um, I had a group of um, friends who also spoke in Spanish. So that's where I started speaking Spanish a bit more easier because, you know, other people are speaking it. So I guess it's okay for me to speak it as well. So that's what I try. I know my youngest sister doesn't, she's taking Spanish class for her um, high school mm. right now. So she doesn't really speak Spanish at home. I think one of the reasons why she says that is because she thinks that she sounds funny when she speaks Spanish. So something that, you know, she's struggling with. And, you know, I hope that she can get over that in the future because Spanish is useful. Yes. Um, people will want you if you know both languages, both English and Spanish. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a struggle that a lot of kids go through because they think that they sound funny or they don't speak it properly. And it's funny that you say that because I had kind of the opposite as you because mm-hmm. once I started school, it was all English, English, English. By the time I got to high school, I had these two friends mm-hmm. and one was Puerto Rican and one was from Mexico. And so they would always speak Spanish together. I would never speak Spanish with them. I was the one who was always speaking in English, but I knew what they were saying and they would always try and get me to speak Spanish. You need to speak Spanish. It's important. It's important. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. I don't need that language. And yeah, I, I was very much that person, and then it changed. Yeah, uh, tengo pregunta. Okay. Cindy. <laughs> you said you met your husband, so necesitas aprender español. Right? Rápido. <laughs> but because uh, we had someone come in who wanted to learn Swedish and Finnish because their favorite band spoke it. Your husband, he wasn't your husband right away. No. So what? You just you needed to learn to talk to this man you met? <laughs> yeah. Because he wasn't your husband yet. <laughs> no, he wasn't. And what's funny about that is I had to use my tia, my aunt, to help us translate at times because oh. I just didn't know what he was saying. Oh, no. And and that's kind of how that kind of worked. I wanted to, at that point, I realized, you know what? Spanish is very important. Mm-hmm. And I was determined to learn. But at the same time, he wanted to learn English. So the way that worked is we would practice with each other, mm-hmm. but typically what you find in the Hispanic community is it's very, um, I don't want to say confined, but they all, you know, there's Spanish grocery stores, there's Spanish TV, you oh, just hang true. around with everybody that speaks Spanish, you, you just stay in these circles and you don't venture out of them. Well, all my friends spoke English, and so he he's the one who decided he wanted to stay away from his Spanish-speaking circle, and only hung out with my friends for about a year and a half to two years, the first two years that we were together. And he actually learned English really fast. That's nice. So, um, but when it was just the two of us, we were practicing Spanish for me. So when he talks to his friends, maybe he says, yeah, I met my wife and I had to learn English real fast. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I've never asked him that. But that's, that's an interesting thing he went to, to his, bring up. Yeah. His tia or his, his uh, tio. Or yeah. Porque yeah. you want to learn Spanish? Yeah. No, if we would have remained in his circle of friends, they would have been like, no, you know, she needs to speak it, mm-hmm. you know? 
one way or the or the other, she's going to have to learn it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, kind of bringing this full circle, when we do visit, like, his family, my kids are the only ones that don't speak Spanish. No. It's so <laughs> awful. It's so awful. I said, and I used to threaten to leave my kids in Mexico so they would learn <laughs> on purpose. I'm, I'm going to leave you with your, your grandparents. You guys need to learn how to speak Spanish. And like I said, my kids could speak some, and they completely understood. And my son was like, quiero comer, donde está el baño, tengo sed. I got the three oh. things down. Oh. The classic. <laughs> yeah, classic. <laughs> and what was funny is he surprised me because he busted out with the accent and everything. I'm like, you can do this. <laughs> Time to practice. <laughs> but one thing I did insist with my kids is whenever they could, all through school, they had to take Spanish. So they do have the background. Okay. The way my son got out of it starting in 10th grade is that he was very involved in school. So he was in marching band, student council, editor of the yearbook, and we couldn't fit Spanish into the schedule, and that's how he got out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man. And I don't think he ever took it in college. Oh. I don't think he had to because I'm like, did you take it in college? I did. <laughs> I did. And it was awful because <laughs> I had to take this placement test. And they put me in this really high class that I was completely lost in. You might as well have been speaking Greek to me. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what all this means because it's formal Spanish. Um, yeah. Tú hablas español de calle? Sí. <laughs> Yo hablo Spanglish. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> I can start in English. I can finish in Spanish. I'll start in Spanish. I'll finish in English. <laughs> it just depends on what words I do or don't know. <laughs> One thing I will say that I really want to focus on is learning how to acquire um, library terminology in Spanish. Mm. That's what I have a hard time with. Like, Gisela, do you know how to say... Um, Bookshelf in Spanish? <laughs> That's the word I looked up like the other week too. Yeah, no, because they have a formal mesa de libro. No, no, no I don't no. know. There is actually a formal word, but I have to practice it because I keep oh, forgetting it. I have cool. to just like bring it mm. into my everyday where I force myself mm. to say it every day. And mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about making signs and putting them in the children's area. Stressing over homework? Live help is available at tutor.com from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. Other resources, including practice tests, are available 24-7. For more information, check out our website at sssjcpl.org. So, you know, so I can remember what these words are. The only thing I would have a problem with is um, database. Uh, no. How to say database in Spanish. Because I was going to say, like, datos, but what else do we put on it? That's something that I always struggle with, too, is English and Spanish, because not all of the words actually translate from one language to another. Mm-hmm. Like, another one that comes up is paperclip. Do you know? Paperclip? Paper no. Clip. Exactly. I was in una carrera que se guarda todos los papeles juntos. Exactly. So sometimes, you know, I'll stop and I'm like, how do you say paperclip in Spanish? I'm like, oh, never mind. I'll just say paperclip, and hopefully the other person <laughs> understands that I'm trying to say paperclip. So that is something that I also kind of struggled. I also tried to practice, like, 
you know how Biblioteca is library, but Liberia is also library? Liberia is actually a bookstore. Which I noticed uh, like a couple of weeks ago, too. I'm like, oh, so, you know, they're both bookstores, but Book not oriented. really. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that you kind of have to like keep in mind when you're actually inviting or telling people about it. Um, have you found Gisela? With, I, well, when you're speaking with uh, Spanish speakers, mm-hmm. do you find that if you use formal Spanish, it turns kind of like into a turnoff? I try my best. <laughs> I just try my best speaking in Spanish, yeah. especially more casually just speaking. Um, that's how my Spanish works, usually. <laughs> that's how I try to keep it. But one time, mm-hmm. I had an experience where there was somebody that was um, from Cuba. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to speak informally to be appear friendly, approachable. Mm-hmm. And that person totally corrected me. Oh, no. And said, that's not how you speak Spanish. That's wrong. And I was just like, <laughs> well, that's a little bit rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was so taken aback. And I said, but I explained myself. I yeah. said, it's very hard in this industry, if you will, mm-hmm. to um, know how you're going to approach the different types of, you know, if someone's from Venezuela, if someone's from Puerto Rico, if someone's from, even it's regional in, in Mexico. That too, yes. You just don't know. And so I explained, I'm just trying to be approachable and friendly. Mm-hmm. And um, this person appreciated that, yeah. but said, if you're going to be a professional, you really should learn how to say these things the correct way. Which is a, it's a learning experience. Now you know that is something that, you know, you need to work on. <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of person that would tell me to cut my hair because boys shouldn't have long hair. Probably. <laughs> Wear a tie. Probably. <laughs> but it makes a little bit of sense. I understand from where the person is coming, especially since Spanish is a very, like you were saying, formal. Like you have to be really formal with the, with the person that you don't know. Exactly. Uh, like you can't say, um, tú, uh, you. You have to say, usted. usted. You have to be very formal because you don't know that person. Especially if like they're older and stuff, that's another like rule that you kind of have to like think while you're talking as well. I'll tell you that is something that I struggle with, and I have to remind myself to use usted. And because I don't have that solid foundation in the grammar, that's where I really struggle. I can say como está usted, but you know when you start saying other sentences. Yeah. You have to use the form of usted, and that's where I get. It's, it's the conjugating the, the verbs. And, I'm just like, and if I make a mistake, I will apologize. Yeah, you know, of and, course. And what's nice is, for, for the most part, people will say, oh, no, está bien, that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. Gracias por intentar. Thank you for trying. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I always say, yo no puedo hablar perfectamente, pero yo voy a echar ganas y voy a tratar de ayudarte lo más you know, como puedo. And they just appreciate it. And so I'm just like, okay. <laughs> but I know my Spanish is not perfect. So, but I always preface everything with that. And I, I like that they will tell me, at least you're trying. Yeah. At least you don't make us feel like we have to speak Spanish or you don't make us feel like we don't belong because we can't speak English. And that's, that's my biggest thing. That, that is one of the biggest reasons why I got into the, the field of librarianship is because there's not enough representation. The people that come in. Um, do you know that in Mexico that you have to pay to go to the libraries? Did you oh, know that? Yes, that's what they're called, um, librerias. Because, yeah, which 
I get a lot of patients also sometimes um, asking me like, oh, does it cost to get a li- library card, or, like to check out books? I'm like, no, it does not cost money. It's free for you to use. Um, Todo es gratis. Todo es gratis. Exactamente. So I think it's just something that they need to like disconnect from what they knew before. Yes. It's like, okay, here, libraries are free. You get to check out books as many as you want, up to 25 items. Um, you and your family can all each get a library card. All the products that we have are also free, so you guys are always welcome to come in. But yes. <laughs> and and doesn't it kind of like make you feel good that when you see that light in their eyes, exactly. oh, it's free. <laughs> They're like, yes. And then all the kids are like checking out yeah. the books and stuff like, yes, please take those books home. Por favor, regresan. Which reminds me of, um, so Chavez, downtown Chavez is my home library from when I was growing up. And my mom always wanted us to read because we never had books at home to read. Usually, whatever books we had was magazines that we like got from the stores or whatever. So my mom was always focused on us reading books. So we lived a little bit far from Chavez, but that was like the nearest library that we had. So me and my younger sister, Emma Carriola, um, she'll like walk all the way there. So it was like probably about 10 blocks from where we lived. So she walked us over there just so we could you know get a couple of books to take home and stuff because she always said it's very important for you guys to learn and love reading which this this is why i grew up loving books and libraries as well like okay this is important and i hope that a lot of other parents also papas también hagan lo mismo con sus hijos que es muy importante que ellos aprendan a leer pero también aprendan a a querer leer Enjoy it. Enjoy it, yeah. I have a love of, a love of books and I love learning and reading. Estoy de acuerdo. Muy importante también que los papás, mi mamá esto dice, mm-hmm. que, que tienen que, como una familia entera, mm-hmm. que todos vengan al mismo tiempo, todos puedan leer lo que gustan, lo que como ciencias, matemáticas, carros, lo que sea. La cosa es que todos vienen, todos agarran algo que les gustan uh-huh. y van a poner ese ejemplo y toda la familia va a encantar y van a seguir leyendo, que es muy, muy importante. Uh-huh. Es un recuerdo que yo más siempre um, recuerdo que pasa eso, porque nosotros agarramos todos los libros, creo que cuando somos muy chiquitos, agarramos todos los libros que nos gustan y los metíamos abajo de la carreta de mi hermana y ahí lo íbamos para atrás a la casa, so. Es una memoria que me gusta mucho recordar porque es algo que me ayudó a crecer, a, a querer libros y a entender que es muy importante tener este tipo de bibliotecas uh-huh. para el público para que ellos puedan abrir y tener esas mismas memorias. Uh-huh. Y también lo que quiero decir a, a mi gente, al público, es como estamos diciendo, todo es gratis. Si gustan aprender inglés, tenemos Rosetta Stone. Uh-huh. Si necesitan ayuda, sus hijos, tenemos ayuda de, de tarea, pero, pero sí necesitan su tarjeta de la biblioteca. Um, ¿Cuál otra puedes de los programas que tenemos? Rosetta um, Stone. Uh-huh. Oh, si los niños están en high school y están en las clases avanzados y necesitan ayuda preparando para esos exámenes, tenemos algo que se llama Learning Express, que pueden estudiar, tienen las preguntas, tienen las respuestas. 
y también gratis, gratis. Y también puede ayudar a los adultos si están estudiando algo de, de mecánicos o, o aire acondicionado, lo que sea. Tenemos cualquier cosa, ayuda para pasar esos exámenes. Tenemos mucho nomás, tienes que preguntar, tienes que venir y no tener miedo ni nada, porque aquí estamos para servir a, la, a mi gente, al público. Ayudarlos uh -huh. a todos. Eso es mi pasión y por eso estoy en esta carrera, porque yo sé que nuestra gente necesita saber que uh -huh. somos allí para ellos, podemos hablar español, podemos estar allí y tal vez podemos hacer amigos. Tener una comunidad con, con nuestra gente, eso es mi pasión. Igualmente conmigo. Me hace muy feliz cuando miro familias venir a Chichapitnos, a preguntarnos, a venir a nuestros programas también. Y yo digo yo, son gratis. Así, vengan, están bienvenidos, todos están bienvenidos para venir a la biblioteca. Michael, Joe, you want to tell us about your, your learning? How do you feel about learning the Spanish language? Very fun. <laughs> Muy, mm, disfruta? No. Yes. How do you say fun? Divertido. Yes. Divertido. Uh -huh. yeah. Es muy divertido aprender español. Yeah. I, I spend like half an hour on Duolingo and then I watch a show in Spanish. That's very good. That's When I was growing up, that's how I started picking up my Spanish more and more because I used to watch mm -hmm. Spanish novelas with my tia. Yeah, I love Spanish <laughs> no, novelas. Such drama. You're so <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic. Um, so, are we good, good on time? Let's see. What time is it? Yeah, we got plenty of time. If you want to chat some more. I'm curious, um, and I don't know if you talked about this while you were speaking Spanish. That's awesome. But because uh, you guys have talked about learning to speak Spanish, when did you? When were you learning to read Spanish? That would have been when I was in college. Yeah. I tried while I was in high school, but then I kind of... Just reading in Spanish is a bit different than speaking Spanish, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then something that I also kind of struggled with speaking both Spanish and English is that I had to kind of translate everything in my head before I speak it. <laughs> and Girl, that please. slows me down. <laughs> So when I'm reading, that slows me down even more because mm -hmm. I'm trying to, okay, I'm reading this book in Spanish. There's some words that I don't really fully understand, but I kind of sense what it's going for. And then I take more time translating in my head in English. And then I'm like, okay, this happened. Next, next, next sentence, please. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, is it something that you also kind of struggle, Cindy, with translating in your head? Yes, <laughs> yes, trying to read, and it, I find that it slows me down, and it frustrates me, but I really want to get into a better practice, and I had a colleague tell me that a way to, like, start is by reading children's nonfiction books, because number one, it's going to expand your vocabulary, it's in smaller, it's bite-sized because it's children's, and then that's how you build onto the bigger things. I do love audiobooks. Mm -hmm. I've learned to love audiobooks, so I'm trying that as well, where I'm listening and following along, mm -hmm. but it does, it's it's a time. It's, it, you know, it takes time. It's a process, but yes, I do struggle with reading in Spanish and writing. I can do it, but, you know... It's not my strongest, and I do want to eventually 
get to that point where I can hopefully start writing where we can do our own flyers Mm -hmm. because I believe we have to send it out for it to be written. We have people within the city that do that. Yeah, officially. um, You just took the test. I took a test, so we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Because, yes, writing in Spanish is a bit difficult, especially... I think I struggle the most when writing in Spanish is the accents, like where they go. I forgot the actual name for it, but <laughs> uh, it's where the accents go on a word. Uh, they have rules for that, and I was practicing. I'm not super familiar, but it's something that I want to continue to practice because it is important to know how to write that uh, officially, professionally. So, um, and something that I was doing while I was practicing for that test was um, kind of similar to what you were saying, Cindy, like you know, reading children books. But I like mangas. There's not a lot of mangas in Spanish, so I use Link Plus, which is another service that the library offers. So if we don't have the book in our county, we can use Link Plus to get other books from other counties. Throughout the state of California. Yes. And yeah. that gives a lot more options. So if you guys are looking for a specific book, try asking for Link Plus. Maybe we have the book there. But back to the point. So I got some Spanish books, mangas. Um, mangas are graphic novels, pretty much. Because um, I like reading mangas. I'm like, okay, so let's combine something that I love reading and, you know, trying to learn Spanish. That's been working because, you know, even if I'm a little bit slow, I can still kind of enjoy um, the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> that helps as well. <laughs> yeah, and I think it just, you know, when you put it in a bite size, you kind of can grasp it a little easier. But my <laughs> ult- one of my ultimate goals um, is to be able to learn to write properly mm-hmm. in Spanish and actually speak it properly but still be approachable. Yeah. Which, oh. <laughs> it's something that we have to juggle a little bit. But. Yeah. <laughs> I always think of that line from the Selena movie about, you know, um, it, about being Mexican-American and the, the duality of that, you know, you're not Mexican enough, you're not American enough. It's exhausting. Yes. <laughs> no, but I'm stubborn, so I keep, you know. Yeah, we just have both things. Yeah. So keeping at it. And then, you know, again, like I said a little earlier, when you come across somebody from, from a different Spanish-speaking country, mm-hmm. is trying to understand their dialect. That too. That, that can be challenging. <laughs> I was in high school, and one of the first time I went to my bestie's house, she's Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. she offered me an orange, but she said in Spanish, ¿Quieres una china? Oh, and that sounds like, very different, yeah. <laughs> no, naranja? No, and I said, this is naranja. She goes, no, in Puerto Rico, se dice china. China. Yeah, and I never asked the reasoning behind yeah, it. But por qué? Yeah, I never. I just accepted it at face value because it was a different dialect of Spanish. Yeah. Like, do they import oranges from China? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess I should find out because, like I said, it was when I was in high school, and I already knew that that was a thing. That there's different dialects. With, I mean, again, even in Mexico. The Spanish is different across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just a quick example: if you're from the the DF, Distrito Federal, they're called Chilangos. I can't tell you why they're called Chilangos, but their way of speaking is very sing-songy. Mm-hmm. If you're from Chihuahua, which is where my grandmother was from, my maternal grandmother, 
they almost speak with their lazy s. It's to me, it kind of reminds me. It's very close to Spanish or Spain, okay. with the cinco. Yeah, uh, but it's more of a sh- so. Cinco. Um, cinco. cinco. La silla, like that. Mm. They they use the sh a lot in their words, so that you know. More than we do in the library. Mother, my son's godmother, she's from Durango, and my goodness, she speaks Spanish so fast. I don't know if that's a thing from the people from Durango. Sometimes I'm like, come on, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to translate it in my head. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, you know. Como se dice, cinco hora energy. Five hour oh, no. energy. Yeah. Has she been drinking that? And that's why she speaks so fast. Right. Who knows? I just remember since we were kids, she's always been able to speak super fast. But she, she, and again, there's an interesting situation there. She came over when she was five, but their home was Spanish speaking, which is why I was asking you earlier. Like, yeah. it was absolutely no. You will speak Spanish in this house. So as a kid, you know, my, my, um, her mom and, and my stepdad, they, they all work together in canneries. So we would go and visit their houses and everybody was speaking Spanish. And I just used to keep my mouth shut because I didn't feel comfortable speaking Spanish. Yeah. You know, and so all of a sudden, you know, we would find a, an excuse to go outside and play and just be kids. But, you know, I've, I've come across that often where, no, in this house, you speak Spanish. <laughs> that's typical, but then I think when you grow up, you kind of appreciate that they did that, because um, you got to practice Spanish and you were able to, you know, comfortably speak it, or at least as much as you could. Like at my home, um, my dad doesn't speak English. Uh, he has very limited English. I mean, Spanish. No, very but, limited English. Yes. 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 Okay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my dad has limited English, so he only speaks Spanish. Uh, my mom is the one that got a little bit more um, familiar with English. Um, like she was telling me, she understands English enough, but she's a bit slower to speak it. Um, and then we're three, three daughters, I guess. I'm the oldest, and then I have two younger sisters. The middle one uses a little bit more Spanish at her work, and then the younger one that I was talking about, the youngest one, is the one that she's taking Spanish classes for her high school, but she's not very comfortable speaking it. She's been trying better, which is good, um, especially since in the household, you know, we speak Spanish um, as much as we can. Like when my youngest sister speaks to my mom, she might be speaking in English, but my mom always answers in Spanish because it's something that she wants her to understand, to get familiar with it. And then I guess my sister gets a little bit more comfortable and she'll, you know, half speak it. So it's like, okay, that's a positive step. <laughs> My kids. Yeah. They'll, they'll throw in a word or two to appease their dad. Exactly. <laughs> like, okay, at least you're, you're, you're trying. <laughs> oh, my son, it's always, dad, tengo hambre. <laughs> and he's like, ¿qué quieres comer? In and out. ¿Qué quieres de in and out? A cheeseburger. No. ¿Cómo se dice en español? Hamburguesa con queso. I was going to ask. You said uh, the three things your son knows. Uh, tengo hambre. Quiero comer or tengo hambre. Like I want to eat. Yeah. Donde está el baño? And then something. Tengo I said. Sed. 
tengo sed. Thirsty. Tengo sed. Oh, tengo, tengo sed. Yeah, tengo sed. Ah, okay. <laughs> ¿Dónde es agua? <laughs> El agua. Yeah. Uh -huh. He's like, go ahead. Those are the three things I need to know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That will work. <laughs> Take some time to unwind with Canopy. Start streaming blockbusters, classic movies, documentaries, TV shows, and much more with your library card. Watch from any of your devices. Library patrons have four checkouts per month. Visit ssjcpl.org to get started. he addresses me is always a ma mm -hmm. you know um but he'll, that's all he'll say ama i need this <laughs> i'm like necesito esto <laughs> you understand me <laughs> it, you know i do find it interesting because they will occasionally try with their dad um what i found funny one year when i knew that my son was picking up on more spanish and understanding Mm -hmm. is one time we were talking and I was looking at him and then I started speaking really fast and <laughs> like slow down I'm trying to understand what you're saying <laughs> so I, I will say this um I, I, I believe 100% that it's important they learn how to speak Spanish, but boy, when they were little, it was nice when they did it because we could say things that they wouldn't oh, understand. Oh, that's <laughs> Which was never my experience. My mom would try and try and be like, I know what you said. <laughs> and so then I get, or my tias, my mom has uh, seven sisters, and so they get together and, you know, they be talking. And a lot of times I would just go in there and I would just sit and I'd be quiet, minding my own business, and I would know all the cheese in the family. Sabia oh. <laughs> todo. <laughs> and I would, I would, the thing is, because I'm a kid, there I am later on asking mom, but what about this and what about that? And she's like, how do you know all that? <laughs> Then they would always make sure, like, they caught on, like, no, we can't talk around her. She knows too much. And then I just tell the older cousins, do you know what they said? Como se dice, spy or mole? How would you say that in Spanish? Yeah, they would. And sometimes they would purposely send me in there. because, And that's a thing that's very unique in our family because my all my tias and my tios, they all speak Spanish. Except for the very youngest Thea. Oh, okay. She's like, you're not talking to Hollis. But she understands. Okay. She understands yeah. it. And if she has to, she will. But she was the one that was like, yeah, I'm not speaking that language. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, a lot of the kids didn't learn it. I have one Thea, and her husband is from Oaxaca. And they all speak Spanish. So really, out of all the cousins, out of all of us, and I'm number 16, and there's 39 of us, I think there's only five or six of us that can actually speak Spanish. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, unfortunate, because I think when you come to the U.S., they really drill you on speaking English, and then all your focus goes on, you know, trying to learn English, which doesn't leave you too much room to speak Spanish anymore. 
Yeah, which, you know, I understand why Kino English is the main language here in the U.S. Still, <laughs> you have your family, your culture, Spanish was and will always be, you know, your first language. So it's something that you should always go back and at least try to understand and, you know, continue using it. Para convivir. Convivir, exactamente. Mm -hmm. Con la familia. Mm -hmm. Y amigos, y todo eso, pues la cultura. La cultura. La cultura es importante conocer su idioma, poder comunicar con su idioma. Because what if you decide to go to Mexico and visit? Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> let me, let me just kind of talk about yeah, a okay. whole different topic. Yeah, because when I went to Mexico, I'll never forget, I did not want to speak to anybody. Because, you know, like, you know, I have that where I'm like, I know that I don't speak it perfectly. But it was really cool because two of my brother-in-laws, they were the youngest ones. My husband come from a family of 11. One of them straight up said, La mes media chueca. Pero... Está bien. Estás intentando. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> so, Michael, what I was basically saying is when I was the first time I went to go visit my family, my in-laws, um, my brother-in-laws were very nice to me. And they were teasing me. And they said that my Spanish was very crooked. But at least I was trying. Yeah. <laughs> and they appreciated that I was trying and that I was, you know, I didn't stay off to one corner. You know, I actually was trying to, in a way, I was slowly trying to insert myself in there because I was so, they know. In yeah. Mexico, they know that you're not from there. They or or you get that. <laughs> have you ever gotten, because, again, when I was growing up and I didn't feel it was a language I needed, even though I, I kind of had it, and I would refuse to speak it, they would say, ¿Cómo no, no vas a hablar español? Tienes un nopal en tu frente. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It, it just, it, I just, it, like, why? <laughs> Where does that come from? Um. I think I've told you this, Michael, when they say that if you're if you look Mexican, they'll and you don't speak Spanish, they'll tell you, you know, tienes un nopal en tu frente. It's like you have a cactus on your forehead. You should speak Spanish. It just doesn't translate well. You know, we have some great sayings that don't translate well, but it's still the same thing. They're just like, we know you can speak Spanish. You need to try. <laughs> it's just expected. You know? Yeah, you know, I like that saying. Yeah. Um, I love our language. I love our culture. I love that with this, you know, younger generation that it's becoming more acceptable. More acceptable, and there, you know, we can laugh at ourselves. We can have fun with it. We, well, I'm gonna say not for my my older tias because they're pretty traditional. But <laughs> those of us that speak Spanish, they they want us to speak it correctly. Yeah, my grandfather was. A, very, very, very big on that. If you're going to speak English, you're going to speak it correctly. If you're going to speak Spanish, you're going to speak it correctly. Um, Which makes sense, but you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and, and that's why I like now. Now it seems like it's more acceptable. People are more comfortable. They're getting more comfortable. And more people are wanting to learn. That's been my experience. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. Like you said, it's a beautiful language. It's a beautiful culture. We have the best food. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, for my, mi madre's cumpleaños, we went to a restaurante de Mexican, Mexican, Mexican restaurant. Yeah, it's her favorito. <laughs> What's your favorite Mexican food? Oh, I, I still haven't tried everything. 
So I, I'm trying to try everything. I think menudo and pozole are still the things I haven't tried. Um, I like chili relleno. Oh, chili relleno is delicious. I love okay. chorizo and huevos. Menudo, I cannot get on board with that. I just cannot. <laughs> How about you, Gisela? Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one because sometimes I feel bad when I don't, you know, because, you know, family, when they gather and stuff, you know, they do menudo, pozole, um, other stuff. I'm like, that's not my favorite. <laughs> I like uh, tamales. Tamales are good. Mm. Enchiladas, mm-hmm. sopes. Mm-hmm. I like those. Irma's tamales. Oh, yes. <laughs> Now, yeah. pozole, I will chow down on pozole, and I've got a great recipe. I mean, most people know I'm a disaster in the kitchen, but I can make <laughs> some pozole. <laughs> and the reason why I prefer pozole is because it's actual meat, where menudo is tripe. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Next time I make some, I'm going to bring you some. Thank you. Please. Isn't pozole also has, like, grains and veggies pozole has the hominy yeah and so does menudo has hominy as well i just really think the biggest difference is menudo is tripe and pozole is pork so i usually get a pork shoulder we chop it up throw some you know some muscles some bones in there yeah but i make my own chili sauce we do the hominy it's a thing we cook all day long just a slow cook and let me ask you this, mm-hmm. because we're summer is approaching. Yes. Do you ever get that? <laughs> I've never understood this, and I'm Mexican. <laughs> Why in the summer people want to eat pozole? I'm like, it's a million degrees. Why? No entiendo tampoco yo. It is hot. What we do sometimes is um, tamales in the middle of the year, only because we have really? to wait until December, because usually we have it as tradition that, you know, yeah. we eat tamales during Christmas. Yeah. Sometimes the family wants tamales, <laughs> so sometimes we'll do it in July. So I think that's something that we do. It's hot, See, but <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Tamales you can have any time though. But it's just like the idea of a hot soup because pozole is mm. like a soup. Yeah, like a stew, and yeah, it's just too hot to me. That's comfort food at winter time. Like you know, it's cold. Let's make pozole. Yeah, but in the middle of summer, why? <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, they'll when you're at a that. party or something, they'll make that yes. as well. Maybe it's easier to make or yeah. something. I don't know, but... I don't know. <laughs> the big ol' yes, here they come. Yes. <laughs> oh, my actual favorite Mexican food is micheladas. micheladas. So, speaking of summer, <laughs> actually, <laughs> summer's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, One thing I did want to mention... Um, because you were talking about how it's becoming more accepted to learn Spanish and, and whatnot. Um, I know that the the common knowledge for a long time was you need to just learn one language when you're a kid, so you need to focus on that one. But uh, I know nowadays they're t- saying, like, the kids, they can, they can learn it all, and it's good, and they can learn to... And, like, a lot of people are trying to learn English, but they don't know how to read yet. They're having them learn to read in Spanish and then start working on English. So it's all, all the learning is good. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that besides, like, like I said, as I started growing older, I was like, you know what? I need to start learning to speak Spanish. I started with novelas. But also what worked for me was listening to the music. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Banda and mariachis and all that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Joe Nacho. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Other parties. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or, or mate. Bate, bate, chocolate. Bate, bate, bate yeah. chocolate. Um, you know, hablando de la musica, just, you know, a little quick aside. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited because Friday, um, some of my favorite bandas are coming to the fairgrounds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, be, uh, I don't know if it's Jaripeo or Javiera. Okay. But. Putting on my boots. Yep, looking forward to that. Sounds like fun. <laughs> is there, because this episode will air June 22nd, is there anything you know coming up in late June or in July? Uh, Any pr- big programs you're planning on doing? Um, Because you're at, I don't think we said, me and Giselle are at Western Ranch. Yeah. Cindy's at Cesar Chavez. Yeah, I'm at Cesar Chavez. Um, we're going to have magicians. Well, our summer reading kickoff, we're going to have the, I'm going to do the Bitty Squiddies, where... Bitty Squiddies? So, summer reading this year is Possibilities Oceans. Okay. Yes. Oceans of Possibilities. Mm-hmm. Oceans of Possibilities. And so, it's based on sea life. So, our summer reading kickoff at Cesar Chavez, you do need to register for this. The kids will come, they'll get to make their own little sea animal. We're doing the squids. I think different libraries well, are doing you, other things. Remember, you did the squids. This is coming out June 22nd. Oh. It's done. Oh, we're from the past. The you past. can't sign up, kids. <laughs> Lo siento, niños. No squid for you. No squid for you. Okay, let me back up. <laughs> um, so as far as our programs, we're going to have um, the science guy. We're going to have magicians. We're going to have a puppet person. So we're going to have various programs just throughout the summer. Um when is and what is Chavez's uh, story time? We have preschool story time every Thursday at 1030. And then we have preschool playtime on on Tuesdays at 1030. Huevos at 1030. Mm-hmm. Exactamente. Huevos. Huevos. Huevos at 1030. And then Friday. Or Tuesday. Or Tuesday. No, preschool playtime Tuesday. Story time Thursday, okay. and I am going to try to do a bilingual time because it's in the works. It's in the works. I'm hoping to do my bilingual story times on Fridays, Friday mornings. That will see. Yes, and then I also want to do um, work on doing a bilingual bedtime stories. Oh, so yeah. Do they do? guess you wouldn't know you didn't go to school down in any of the spanish-speaking countries if they have story time at those libraries do you want to explain to our spanish-speaking audience what story time is so Mm-hmm. 
Pero um, cada biblioteca es diferente con su story time. Um, so aquí en Western Ranch es cada viernes a las 10.15 y um, hora de jugar es a las 11, parece. Sí, a las 11. So, cada viernes aquí en Western Ranch. Y sí, cada biblioteca tiene su, su, sus horas de punto, sus programas. Y para ver qué es lo que tienen, pueden ir al website. Uh -huh. Y también lo que es bueno del website es que puedes cambiarlo en español. Puedes también. leer todo en español. Hay um, en la esquina, hay un lugar donde puedes um, elegir el idioma. Nomás haces clic ahí y va a cambiar todo en español. Eso es una cosa que está buenísima. Y también tenemos otros idiomas, pero... Para mi gente, español ahí está. Yeah. <risa> y siempre estamos actualizando la página también, el calendario. Si tú quieres fijarte qué hay de nuevo, en qué biblioteca, qué están haciendo, por favor chequearlo en nuestra página. Um, y la página es um, sscpr.org. Y si no, no saben, no sienten cómodos en usar una computadora, también se pueden hablar. Y es el número 209. 937-8221 y puede preguntar y podemos decir qué es lo que está pasando en otras bibliotecas. ¿Mm? Sin problema, pueden hablar, pueden ver el website. Oh, ven a platicar con nosotros ¿Sí? en persona. Ahí le, ahí le contamos. Ajá. Sí. Y por adultos, lotería oh, y bingo. También en Western Ranch uh, tenemos uh, conmigo con Michael. Uh, cada otro jueves, um, so el primer jueves del mes tenemos bingo para los adultos a las 10, a las 10 en la mañana y cada tercer um, del mes, cada jueves, cada tercer jueves a las 10 tenemos lotería. So siempre estamos cambiando eso, pero siempre es bingo primero y luego lotería. ¿Hay premios cuando están jugando lotería? Hay premios, hay premios. Ah, sí, sí, sí. Um, cuando están jugando lotería, tienen bocadillos, tienen snacks. Oh, sí. Café, conchas, dulce. ¿Pan dulce? Coco, pan dulce. Sí. Si quieren venir, especialmente ya que viene el verano y está un poco caliente afuera, vengan a visitarnos en Western Ranch uh, los jueves en la mañana para jugar un bingo, una lotería. Vamos a chequear el calendario para ver si está disponible. Muy divertido. <risa> y lo, sí, es divertido porque Michael es, está encargado de eso. Entonces, más y cuando está jugando lotería, él trata de um, decir las palabras. Entonces, siempre es una experiencia mirarlo. Muy chistoso. Un poquito, pero... O en Gisela compra regalos de San Francisco. Más o menos. Si me gusta comprarles cosas chiquitas que la gente le gusta ganar. Si quieren venir para agarrar, ganar cosas. Qué bueno, qué bueno. Qué divertido. Learning another language has never been easier. Rosetta Stone has 30 different languages to choose from. Visit ssjcpl.org and start learning today.
pues mi gente ya es tiempo de decir adiós uh, gracias por escuchar estar aquí con nosotros thanks my folks for coming um, we're getting ready to close our show we appreciate you being here just know that we're here for you you can find us on the web you can find us on our social media pages we're on Facebook and Instagram Our website is ssjcpl.org. If you need to contact us by phone, it's area code 209-937-8221. We're here for our public. Gracias por estar aquí con nosotros. Uh, hasta la próxima vez. We look forward to hearing from you. Yo tengo mi show de selecciones de cine cada por escuchar. Hasta la próxima vez. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Um, Cindy Selections plays every fourth Wednesday of the month. Las selecciones de Cindy se, se graba cada cuarto miércoles del mes. Si gustaría, por favor, uh, escúchanos. We look forward to connecting with you. Have a nice day. Gracias. Adiós. Gracias. To stay up to date with library news, follow us at SSJCPL on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit our website at SSJCPL.org.